0: Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where I bring you the research on topics that can help you lose weight, be healthier, and live longer, better, and usually all three. Today, I'm going to talk about how exercise can be transformative because it works on so many important biochemical pathways in the body. I'm going to cover some of the hormones it enhances, how it boosts brain health, and some of the major diseases it helps prevent. And most importantly, recent studies prove it doesn't have to consume your life. Just adding a few minutes here and there and the right kind of movement, you can have all the great benefits. You know, forever, exercise has been considered a cornerstone of a healthy lifestyle. And recently, research from Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville dove into the details on at least 8,000 steps daily helped prevent many chronic diseases. So the study had people use their own tracking device, but most people used a Fitbit. You know, an inexpensive $10 pedometer would work just as well as an expensive smartwatch. You just need something to provide that little bit of accountability, but the benefits were pretty robust in all of these areas, and listen carefully. Obesity, sleep apnea, bone density, especially in postmenopausal women, gastroesophageal reflux, heartburn, most uh, major depressive disorders, diabetes, Hypertension, just about everything considering cardiovascular disease because exercise just makes the heart and blood vessels stronger and more efficient. Also reduced LDL cholesterol, the lousy kind, at the same time increasing HDL, the good kind. Then that, you know, together when you get the bad going down, the good going up, that collectively reduces the risk of heart disease and stroke and all the other complications that go along with heart disease. Regular exercise also is associated with the decreased risk of a lot of different cancers, including breast and colon. It improves the whole immune function so that you get, you know, much less likely chance of developing any kind of cancer. But also, and this may be one of the most important things, it reduces inflammation, which is at the core of not only disease, but also advanced aging. So, of course, bone density, we know that. Uh, But you know, it actually, because it's helping maintain strength and joint flexibility, it reduces the risk of falls. And if a woman over age 65 falls, she runs a 50% chance of never walking again. Wow. Can you imagine? All of those things I just mentioned can be affected by inactivity, pretty much caused by inactivity and avoided to a great degree by just walking 9,000 steps. Now, if a pill did that, can you imagine what it would cost, let alone the horrible side effects it would have? But all of these benefits were seen, you know, to be the most beneficial when walking briskly, not just strolling. And they call this step intensity and is typically measured by the number of steps you take in a minute. You know, I don't think anybody ever counts their steps, but if you wanted to, moderate intensity is about 100 steps a minute. Vigorous is about 130. That's like real power walking. But what I say is just kind of like walk like you're late for an appointment. You know, a way to know how really intense you are walking or doing any exercise can be determined by what we call the talk test. If you're just strolling leisurely, you can sing, you can walk and talk. Um, But if you pick up the speed, you can talk, but you find it difficult to sing. And that's moderate intensity. But when you speed it up even more, or if you're going uphill, carrying a lot of stuff, you may even have trouble talking. Let alone trying to sing. So that's considered vigorous. So that's the talk test whether you can sing and talk, whether you can just talk, or whether you have trouble talking. Moderate activity, you know, that is just darn good. You know, if you walk like you're late for an appointment, that's enough to prevent disease and increase your chance for a long, healthy life. All you need is a good pair of sneakers fitness tracker of some kind is helpful. But you know, you could also just map out a path of about three to four miles and just walk that route. Grab a friend and with your doctor's approval, start with maybe 2000 steps. And then every week, add another block or two another 1000 steps and just keep going. You know, I wish we had sidewalks out to the reservoir in Wood, but at this point, you either have to walk in the street or in the uneven grass. So just be careful there. There was another study um, out in the UK, United Kingdom, and they found that taking nine to 10,000 steps, somewhere in there, each day, cut the risk of dementia in half, more than half. It was a 51% decreased risk of dementia. And that study was published in the journal American Medical Association, Neurology. So, cardiovascular disease, cancer, dementia, depression heartburn, diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure. You know, not bad for the cost of a pair of sneakers in a little time. Now they've got other studies on walking and mood disorders. Again, the magic 9 to 10,000 steps was found to significantly lower anxiety, depression, anger, fatigue, confusion, and the total mood distress score. Most of these studies suggest it's due to circulation to the brain. But let's look at what exercise does for all the hormones that run and regulate the body. I think the key to all the benefits that are so wide-ranging may be in there. So first, hormones we know are affected are the endorphins. These are called the happy hormones. Regular physical activity releases these Endorphins, these feel good hormones, and they lead to improved mood, reduce stress, and act as natural painkillers and, you know, alleviating discomfort and just making you feel good. So, you know, even if you've just done a big hike and you're worn out, you feel great and are happy and more likely to go back and do it again the next day, but definitely happier the rest of the day and glad you exercised. You can find this to be true. Next time that you are mentally exhausted or stressed out, maybe just feeling a little blah, go for a brisk walk. Act like you are late for appointment and take a quick promenade around the block and see how much better you feel. And it doesn't take much, maybe five minutes to prove it to yourself. I mean, even at work, if you've been sitting at a desk for an hour, take a few minutes and do something vigorous and you will see how it brightens your mood And also helps you think more clearly. Now, next set of hormones that exercise helps regulate are insulin levels and improvement in insulin sensitivity at the receptor site and promotes stable blood sugar and levels of glucagon, which helps liberate the fat stores. Okay, this effect is really important with type 2 diabetes and obesity because it's it's helping burn fat and regulate fat storage and regulate appetite. As dietitians, you know, we've always told our diabetic patients that if they were going to have something high carb, they should go for a quick walk to prevent a spike in blood sugar. And last year, when I was doing that continuous glucose monitor, I proved it to myself time and time again. Exercise had a definite, documentable effect on blood sugar and insulin. Now, walking briskly is good, but building muscle is even more important for the effects to be really robust. Because after age 30, and at least by age 40, we are losing 1% of muscle mass every year if you're not doing exercises that build muscle. So by the time you're 60 or 70, even if you're at the same weight, you have replaced good calorie burning, metabolically healthy muscles with toxic fat. So while walking can have a positive effect on the last meal, having more muscle is going to keep those calories burning and balancing blood sugar 24-7, even while you sleep. So if you aren't weight training yet, I really want you to consider just adding a minimum of 10 to 15 minutes, couple, three times a week, two times a week, you get 75% of the benefits. So that's pretty darn good. So twice a week, 10 to 15 minutes, this can make all the difference by increasing muscle mass through strength training. That's going to improve your metabolism. Insulin sensitivity reduced the risk for insulin resistance, and you know insulin resistance is at the core of almost every chronic disease in our modern society. It's just the food we're told to eat. And now, let's talk about brain, well, I'll talk about brain benefits later, but first let's talk about the muscle mass ratio to body height has an overall huge effect in all-cause mortality. So we need to get our seniors to silver sneakers or get them lifting weights on their own. So not only can they enjoy more life in their years, but more years in their life. Other hormones impacted by exercise are the sex hormones, estrogen and testosterone. Strength training boosts testosterone in both men and women. That's going to affect fat distribution. You know, whether you put it on around the waist or, or wherever, brain health, vitality, bone health, and toning and firming of muscles. As we get older, testosterone goes down, but exercise balances it and boosts it. So if you're starting to feel dull and flabby, maybe it's past time to add strength training. What what is great though is it doesn't take long to start seeing the benefits. Because it balances hormones, physical activity can contribute to fertility and better reproductive health in men and women, reduces symptoms of menopause. And for women with PCOS, hmm, talking to me, polycystic ovarian syndrome, it reverses the symptoms and helps get the hormones back into sync. You know, regular exercise... Can also, if you've been told you're estrogen dominant, regular exercise is one of the best things you can do. It's going to improve symptoms of PMS and all the other estrogen dominant things that we see in today's world because of all the chemicals that act like endocrine disruptors in our food and environment. So basically, regular exercise is going to be so good at balancing all of the hormones and bringing life back into balance. Now, let's talk about exercise and the healthy mind. Way beyond its physical benefits, and it's not like the mind is separate from the body, but, you know, physical and mental, exercise has a profound impact on brain health and cognitive function. It acts directly on the brain. The parts of the brain that control thinking and memory get larger in people who exercise than in people who don't. And it doesn't happen immediately. You don't see that huge increase in volume immediately. But over six months, the hippocampus, the memory center, and the prefrontal cortex, where you do the planning and comprehending and reasoning and all that, they get bigger. They have better circulation. So if you want to think better, start exercising. There was a uh, study published in the Journal of American Geriatric Society on Tai Chi, and that showed the potential to enhance cognitive functioning in older adults, especially in that prefrontal cortex that has to do with planning and, and working memory and attention and problem solving. Boy, that part showed increase big time. Tai Chi, but there again it took a little time. And that's what traditional Chinese medicine, they have their seniors doing Tai Chi daily. I mean, you've seen those pictures of groups exercising in parks. That's because Tai Chi, slow, focused, almost meditative movements, requires learning and memorization because they have a lot of different movement patterns. It's also good for stress. I took Ray Rickner's Tai Chi class once when he was across from the Y, and I was in the middle of the most intense organic chemistry exams, and I was just stressed out. Somebody convinced me I should take this class, and it felt like the longest class ever because I thought I needed to be studying. And boy, though, even though I was going a mile a minute inside my mind, I noticed after the class was over For hours later, I was breathing deeper. So it's it's good for stress, absolutely. So and since several studies show that it takes six months to start reaping those cognitive benefits, you know, you just have to be patient and look at it like a habit that you get to do for life, not that you have to do. You get to do for life. I like to say it's like brushing your teeth. You would never go without brushing your teeth because if you did not only would it not be attractive, you'd have dental bills to show for it and medical bills to show for if you don't exercise. So of course, you know, it increases circulation of the brain, delivering nutrients. But one of the things it also does, and this is particularly important with the strength training, it increases the brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF, That makes all those synapses just hum. We kind of call it miracle Grow fertilizer for the brain because it really helps build new pathways. And BDNF is showing to be a vital role in protecting against neurodegenerative conditions like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. You know, it even helps with sleep. You know, it's kind of like that yin-yang. You've got to have the exercise to be able to have the sleep. And even reduces daytime sleepiness. You know, it got to have that eight hours. It's really important. So exercise, nothing, nothing compares to its benefits. It improves hormonal health, brain health, has fantastic disease-preventing abilities. Regular exercise, you know, it also better mood, better cognitive power, you know, brain power, lowers the risk of all those diseases and diabetes and cancer and heart disease. My challenge to you is to get your sneakers out and promise yourself that you will start moving more each day. Maybe get a pedometer. Hey, with Father's Day coming up, maybe get Dad a pedometer and take him for a walk, Hmm, maybe several times a week. I know change is hard. That's why I offer my programs to help you make the changes for a healthier future. Give me a call if you need a friendly nudge to keep you staying on track. Tomorrow can be a better day, but you got to take those steps. Thanks for listening. And if you want to listen to more shows, you can go to my website, debford.com, or any place you listen to podcasts under Today's Nutrition. Thanks. Have a great day. And remember to take a walk today.